You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Podcast, podcast. All right, man, we suck again. So much for this. Uh, we're not going through a roller coaster theory under Daryl Sutter this season because, um, I don't recall the team looking this uninspiring. Although, I guess maybe, maybe we were this bad against uh, Tampa, Florida, and Carolina last year. It's kind of a similar, similar road trip. And fuck, was that the worst hockey we've seen? Oh, well, last season that was worst worst hockey we saw all season. And I remember we were freaking out there. You and I were yeah. freaking out. And I'm freaking out again because the worst thing about being a hockey fan is not about losing. It's when you put out a fucking effort like that and it looks like fucking dog shit. You're literally watching. I'm watching the game. And it's literally like a fucking what 120 pound dog just goes out on the front lawn it's middle winter just takes a steaming hot pile of fucking dog shit right in the white snow that's what that was it's always fun you know what i would rather watch that you know how you're driving by the road sometimes and fucking there's some dog you're just watching some fucking random person's dog take a random shit in the middle like that's what that was it's fucking terrible that is watching, catching a dog, taking a shit, feeling guilty about itself because some random person is, is watching. That's more entertaining than what I just watched today. The last two days, even Pittsburgh, the last three games, so hard to watch. It's excruciating. It really is. And, hey, we're I'm not being dramatic. You're not being dramatic. Everybody listening knows how fucking painful that is. It's like every single shift you're like reaching for hope. Like it gets so exhausting as a fan to watch. It gets so fucking tiring. When they just that, do, no, do nothing and have like no, no, no jump, no it. effort, no, nothing. Nothing. That's why you're sitting there as a fan. You're like, can somebody just do something? At least there was a scrum today. I don't remember exactly when that was in the game. Second period, maybe. Third, maybe. Hey, hey, we don't want it to be a ride every night. They're getting what they wanted finally, right? Oh, everybody's so... Lucci's just so happy Chucky's gone. Hey, You you can't be starting shit every night, right? Giordano's so happy to be in Toronto now. Just so far, like... It's got to be a library when things aren't going well. Holy fuck, man. Yeah, it's been excruciating. I don't recall a time 
like maybe the first few games of that North Division year where it was this brutal. I know Sutter has this saying, it's not whether you have wins or losses, it's whether you're winning or losing. Yeah. Holy fuck, are we losing yeah. hard. Well, and we're, that's plum- right. yeah. we're like plummeting losing. It's so bad. The hockey is so bad. There's there's not much to hang on to right now. It's it's pretty fucking it's pretty bleak. There's no light. You know what? Like no, not even one individual player to look at. And you're like, well, he's playing well at least. Nope. Well, oh, Dan, hey, Dan, Dan Vlerar, I guess. How about Dan? Wait, Vlerar? wait, wait. I mean, you summed it up pretty well today. Going into the season, everybody thinks that Huberto and Cadre is going to replace Kachuk and Goudreau as our two best players. No, it's not. It's not them. Our two best players are Michael Stone and Adam Rzichka. And that's not even exaggerating. And Dan Vladar, those are our three best fucking players on the entire fucking team. Add up the salaries. What, what do those three players make? I, they probably make like a third of what Lucic makes, probably. And Dude, seriously, though, what does Michael Stone make? Uh, league minimum. What does Adam Rzichka make? League minimum. What does fucking Daniel Vladar make? I those guess a, a little over league minimum. Those are our three best players, folks. Like, what do these other fucking idiots make? Five mil, six mil, seven mil, eight mil, nine mil. What do they do? What? What would exactly you say you do here? Like, literally, on a night-to-night basis, this is the worst thing. You're sitting here as a fan. You just, if you're going to lose, you just want something you want some sort of sign of life. You want something to grasp onto, something to hold onto. We got dick all. Well, and the worst part about this and when they play like this and when they have a pattern of playing like this over the past few games and they've won, the Flames have lost, what, 11 of their last 15 hockey games? Yikes. Yeah, you know what? It is funny. How the, yeah, it's funny. I was thinking this today, right? Oh, winners of four to last five. Yeah. What did you say? 11 of 15. Yeah, lost 11 of 15 now. Yeah. So when that's happening, it just spurs on existential crisis because if you've been following this team for a long time, two decades plus, oh, fuck. you know there's a lot of seasons. The seasons like this far outweigh the seasons like last season, right? And you're sitting there when this shit happens. Cue the existential crisis. Fuck, we should have just rebuilt. Oh, man, looking down the barrel of what we've got for the next eight years. It's just like. It's that's what's just absolutely the worst part of all of this is like, then you just not only is it excruciating to watch, you're just like thinking about all this other shit where it's just like this is unbearable. This is like torture. You, you've said this before. It's like. You watch these games, so it's like I'd rather pay to be. I could pay to spend my afternoon, three hours, just being tortured. So the hockey's like. been the hockey's been so bad the last three games. I mean, Pittsburgh was uh, they, the the game at least was mul- kind of entertaining. It's a close game, sure, sure, but Pittsburgh absolutely dominates you. But it was yeah. a close game. Then you come to fucking Washington, who suck. What was their? They've lost eight out of eleven or some shit too. Oh like, yeah, yeah. We're the slump busters again, by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You're slumping. You need uh, some goals. 
Even Carolina's been slumping. They said on the broadcast, as soon as they said that, I was like, shit. We both texted oh, yeah. each other. It was like, Carolina hasn't won in five games, and they've had a lot of trouble scoring goals. It's like, here, great. Oh, yeah, that's great. And we know what we're in for now. Just dominated for 45 yeah. minutes of the game. Just love watching it dominated. Love it. It's like, I got, what is it? Sadomasochism? Is that what it is? Yeah. Who needs that? I'm a Flames fan. I don't need to be fucking tied up and whatever. Just watch some hockey. Just watch my watch my team play. Yeah. And it's like it's like the levels of hell too, right? You have you have just the general terrible five on five play, and then you want to go a le- a le- oh my uh, God. Like to Dante's next level of hell. Power t- time for a Flames power play. Yeah, I just put your nipples in the series like the most painful <laughs> clamps of all time. You thought that was bad. Wait till you see my uh, my pecker trap. I'm gonna stick your pecker in this trap now. You're going to the power play. You're gonna really enjoy this next two minutes. It's gonna be fantastic. I would rather have a pecker trap unleash on me than watch the Flames power play. It's a travesty. Like where? Like what? It, like okay, you can't convince me that Jonathan Huberto got 115 points last year. Dude, 115 how? points? How? How? This guy, does he have skill? I, he I don't set even the know. record for left winger assists. How he had like, 85 assists last year. I like how after he sets up to fully on the breakaway, or I saw I think it was Twitter or something. Unbelievable pass by John. Um, it was a wide open lane. Like, who couldn't make yeah, that? Could have made that pass. We could, anybody listening could have made that pass. It wasn't that un- insane. I'm not taking anything away from the goal, but let's. What has this guy fucking done? Like, that's what's mind-blowing to me is, like, I'm watching, and I want him to do well so bad. And I'm just like, has he made a play tonight? Like, I haven't – I usually go back back and watch the games they won a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of watch it on fast-forward and just watch some stuff. I can't do it when they lose because it's too infuriating. But, like, off the top of my head, like, the guy barely touched the puck in the last three games. Are we just too our our bar is too high because we had Matthew? No, I don't think five, so. Well, I mean, when you score 115 points and um you sign the biggest uh contract in team history by an uh, absolute landslide, I think I think it's probably okay to be have your expectations pretty high. You think you you think you'd like to have your stamp on more than one game yeah. after 21 games? The guys put a stamp on one fucking game. And it was a shootout goal. That's it against Florida. Other than that, Huberto has not put. I mean, he's injured for what three or four. Yeah. So and seventeen, I mean, seventeen games. Like you'd still expect the guy that has the highest contract in franchise history, just coming up a hundred. Johnny Control had one hundred and fifteen points last season. What is this guy doing? Is he drunk? Because I need to be drunk to watch this team. Like, and I get it, he's playing with Backlund and Coleman, but I mean, you can, you'd expect your franchise player to, like, you know, have one shift. Has he had one shift? And I don't just want to be, I'll, don't worry. Yeah, it's not just Huberto we're going to rip on. We'll get to everyone else. Um, you know, one shift. Could you dominate the ice for one shift in this season? Like, one, just one shift. Can you be the best player on the ice for one shift? He's been fine, but fine's not cutting it right now. Uh, he's been slightly above average. Exactly. Like so, when when Sean so, Mon- when Sean Monahan has more points and goals than you do, 
sorry, you need to do better. Oh my god, dude! I don't know. Look, I, I we're gonna we're gonna try and go in all directions here, but obviously we need to get our frustrations out because this is this is so this fucking is frustrating to watch. But more on Jonathan Huberto. I mean his his game has been better since he's been back, but like like he has to elevate, man. There there's no elevation. And like go across the roster, there's no elevation. Zero, no one's elevating. The last three games, we've had zero elevation. It's just like everybody's waiting for somebody else to fucking do something. Well, it totally, that's a perfect way to put it, right? And that's where I get annoyed with like the trade talk or the call somebody up talk. It's like, yeah, we should have Matt Phillips up here over Lucci or Richie. But like, if you're expecting like, oh, this team, uh, you know, they just need a spark. Yeah, how about you? Find that for yourself, right? How about Jonathan Huberto? That's getting gonna get paid. Fucking what is it? Ten and a half million by eight years. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, man! Could you do something? Could you grab some game or a series of games by the balls and just go for it, dude? It's a a quarter of the season gone. How much longer do we have to wait? Ten and a half mil. Well, the and the Flames can't afford. Like that's the thing is like we've been very patient and we've been like, yeah, he'll figure it out. It's just gonna take some time. But it's like, okay, we are currently now out of a playoff spot now. Um, it's after American Thanksgiving, so I guess we're technically screwed, right? Well, no, it was the whole big stat this whole weekend was teams at. Oh, if they're being at. So we were we're still okay. We're still okay, even though there's fucking four teams at one point less all plus. So that's what's worrisome is like, you know, it's not like like you mentioned that road trip last year where we got absolutely shellacked by Carolina, Florida, and Tampa. It's like the Flames had already put a shit ton of points in the bank. And at that point, we were like, okay. Maybe we're not like top tier elite team at this point. We're like, holy shit, we're not even going to make the playoffs. Like this is getting to the point where it's like, okay, it's quarter of the season. Nobody's doing anything good. They're playing terribly. There's like very few signs of life outside of Rosicka and Vladar and like stone. Like you have to start stringing some wins together. What are they, nine, well, nine, and three? And not only that, it's like at least when you dude, we're, we're playing worse than we were on the seven 100%. game losing streak. Absolutely, at least we this, are. At least in the seven game losing streak, you had some fucking things to point to and some individual performances. You can fucking dick all across the board. Yeah, right now. It's like you said, winning or losing, we are losing hard. Yeah. Pittsburgh dominates the fuck out of you. Washington dominates you. You get shut out. Get absolutely destroyed today against the Hurricanes. That first period was embarrassing. And and you know what? Like, here's where I get really pissed off is, you know what? You have a stinker in in Washington, and this is something they were very good at last year, finally getting rid of because this used to happen all the time. You have the stinker. You can't have two in a row where you don't show up. Sure they can. Why not? Apparently the stand you know is what? changing. You know what? I, I did a couple polls after the game on Twitter. 
one of them was who are you most disappointed with? And then as a team, what's, what's causing the biggest problem right now? We'll get to it, but somebody, and I hadn't thought about this said that this team needs a fucking captain. No shit. Oh, Holy they do. Fuck. Hey, this Mickey Mouse bullshit isn't working out again. Oh no, we don't need one. It's better if we don't have one. Cause if, uh, well, Hey, ever, just what, Hey, just, Hey, if it's, if it's accountability across the board and everybody's accountable, then there's no one person accountable. Am I right? Or am I right? They don't, don't, need know, don't worry, bud. You're not the captain. So, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it as a collective. Well, and here's the other thing too, is like, apparently none of these guys are capable of being captains. The one guy who like, you know, wanted to be the captain, they told to fuck off. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the one guy that wanted to sign here for the rest of his fucking career, wanted to be captain, got told to settle down. Calm down. Calm down. Enjoy. Can't be a ride every night. We can't play at that level every night. Are you crazy? We can't compete. What are you talking? What are you doing? We can't work this hard every night. We can't be go this. To fuck, oh. Go to fucking Florida, bro. Take off. It's a great point, though, I think. And... and- just thinking about it now, I don't know if it's like, okay, name somebody so they can have some people holding each other accountable, or it's painfully obvious there's no clear-cut leader on this team. Well, I mean, you look at it, three of the new players, Cotter, Huberto, and Weger, are all captain material, but they're coming in their first season. So if who are they supposed to take leadership from? Well, listen, they're all, if, they're if, all the new, they're all the fucking newcomers. Apparently this this leadership group that's been here for a while doesn't take oh, kindly to off. doesn't take kindly to getting uh you know outside influence from people like Chalk or the new guys, right? Yeah, fuck. Fuck off. Don't even get me started on Lucic. I mean Backlund's been okay, but Backlund and Coleman have been fine. But yeah, they Coleman's still need... getting some Coleman's getting some hate, but I, I think he's been okay. But it's still, we're overpaying him, obviously, because he's he's not playing. What do we pay him? Five and a half? Uh, I think Coleman makes four, what, four, seven, five or something. I haven't okay. looked at it in a while. Well, then he, he should pick it up a little bit because he plays like he's he's worth a bucket three in it. I would be ready five. to cream him and Backlund more if it weren't for the fact that the two lines above. Well, I guess Toffoli's been okay. That that Kadri Manjapani Dubé line has been t- brutal. Well, like, where's Manjapani? Oh what is God. what is Dubé doing? I know he scored two goals, but dude, what are you doing? Did you see that giveaway today? How about Manjapani's giveaway there? Yeah, now? who's who can have the worst giveaway? It's the game they're playing. Who can score the least amount of goals and have the most giveaways? So, like, what is the problem? Is this, are these guys just, because to me, it's like, there's an evident lack of skill. There's a huge skill gap. The team's not skilled enough. But on the same hand, like we are just talking about, Huberto had 115 points last year. Why is he not doing anything, is my question. Why, Manchipani had 35 goals last year. Why is he not doing anything? You know, like, where's Kadri been the last five, six games? It's just like Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin, guys who were awesome last year. They s- have sucked. I think the Hurricanes had something like 12 high danger scoring chances at five on five today. Anderson and Hannafin were on for eight of them. Oh, God, they look like garbage. They've been terrible. 
Like why are they're, why they are, both they both are getting stupid faces? Have you noticed? Is that happening <laughs> to you too? Their faces are becoming real stupid. Well, you again. know what? Ever since the bubble year, like, and I used to really love Rasmus. He was one of my favorite. And like ever since that bubble year, he just like slightly pisses me off a lot of the time. Yeah. So yes. One I, one talking point we we can't avoid, and part of this is due to the feedback on Twitter too. But like the Lions, man. Oh man. Like Sutter is and hey, we're the first to admit it. Whenever we question Sutter, he bends us over in like what? Three Five to seconds. Three to six days later, we usually get bent right over. So but we have to talk about it. Everybody else is talking about it. When are you gonna fucking put Huberto with Cadre? When why wouldn't you already know? That Mosh, Pawnee, Coleman, and Backlund works. I'm sorry, but whatever the fuck, whatever world Monji Pawnee's in right now, get him the fuck out of there ASAP because he's not snapping himself out of this. He's not that talented. Like if he continues, if he continues with more of the same with Monji Pawnee, like we're getting like what eleven goals out of Monji Pawnee this season. What does he have three? He's, he's on pace for 12. Dubé's on pace for eight goals. Eight. These are your top six forwards. Like at some point, and I know it's not even old school thing. And like people on Twitter are fed up right now. Not across the board because everybody has, like a lot of people still have faith, but. People are just like, stop rolling four lines when it's not working. It's one thing if it's working. But when we have to watch this dog shit and it's, you're, we're, hey, we're holding you to your own words, Daryl. You're losing. You're not just getting losses. You're fucking losing hard. Stop continuing on with what you've been doing. It's not working. We already know fucking Manji Pawnee Coleman Backlund works. What's well, wrong with yeah. that? What's like he was hesitant to put them together last year too. Like he was trying to force Manji Pawnee to Foley as a pairing. Like I think they were playing with I don't know. It was it was that weird time when Monahan was kind of in and out and Rosichka was there and Kelly Garncrock was there, but like they didn't reunite that trio until the playoffs. And yeah, it was great together. So Everybody, when guys are struggling, why not put them in a place, which is like, that seems to me to be one of Daryl's strengths as a coach is putting guys in positions to succeed where they know their role. Like, remember, but remember last year, it would, it took a quarter of the season for him to actually put Kachuk and Goudreau together. Yeah. He remember it took a long ass time and we were fucking hammering on it for a long time. Even in the bubble year, he was rolling out that dumb Richie Monahan Gaudreau line too for quite a few games. On paper, who are your two most skilled forwards? Well, what's happening right now is you're you're little. I don't know what he's trying to do. Like I I think he's trying to figure it out, and maybe this is just one of his tactics to try and see what he's got. But at some point, you can't like keep shooting yourself in the foot and doing this. On paper, who are your two most skilled forwards? Huberto, Caudry. Haven't played together yet. No. 
for like on paper on paper last year they play one game who were your two most skilled forwards Kudrow and Kachuk and we fucking until they became a line we were fucking calling for it because you were you were struggling nothing was working when the fuck are we going to see the two most skilled forwards on a line together look it's the same thing as last season the thing that gave you the most success last season was stacking up your top line. Yeah. And then the rest of the guys started to figure it out. These guys, I'm convinced these guys need to play together. You have to put Huberto and Codger together. Maybe, I don't care what variation it is. Maybe Lindholm's in the middle. Maybe Codger's in the middle. Maybe Lindholm's not even with those two. But you already fucking know you have past track record, which apparently Daryl loves, you know that Manji Pondi Coleman backland works. So then why not put Huberto, why not why not try Lindholm with Huberto and Kadri? How would that don't that line not yeah. be successful? How could they not be successful? Give it enough time. Like and I I I've given him the chance to try this backland Coleman thing on. I think it's been a fine, right? But you can't have Huberto, right? You can't have Huberto being oh, fine. You can't have him being like, oh yeah, he was really good possession tonight and he had like one assist in three games. It's like, no, like for this team to be successful with the talent that's here, because I think that's why you ended up having to load up the top six or the, at least the top line last year. You don't have the talent to do what other teams do or they disperse the talent throughout the lineup. Right, exactly. you, you have two guys, really, who are top talents in this league, and that's Huberto and and Kadri. Like you know, Lindholm, Mangiapane, those guys get by more on work than skill. So you don't have to, and you don't have the luxury to keep doing this. You have to, like, this has to start working. You can't keep screwing around with this. Like, I don't know what point he's trying to prove. I don't know what he's trying to figure out, but. It's time for a change. I'm gonna. I'll give Daryl the longest rope out of anybody, right? But like seriously, Rizicka is on your fucking one line. on your fucking first line right now, and um, that's no slight, Rizicka. But Rizicka is on your fucking top line. Well, and the other thing is, like, I'm sure Daryl's frustrated with some of these guys, and their inability to make shit happen. So I can understand where he's like, Hey, you're going to make it work similar to like, maybe how he's trying to get Mark to work through some shit. He's like, no, I'm not changing these lines. You're going to play better, figure it out. So I, I can understand that he's frustrated, but like, okay, you, Jonathan Huberto is, he has to be one of the best players in the league, right? Like you don't score that many points over the last six years by accident. So, he has to be playing higher up in the lineup and you like, he has to be your best player and be your most utilized player every night. He has to be for this team to win jack shit. Oh man. You, you know what? We, we bring this, this concept up a lot, which is sustainability, right? And these little tweaks that Daryl does, they're not sustainable long-term Huberto playing on your third line is not sustainable long-term. Like you said, like you always say, you're never going to win a Stanley Cup with Huberto on your third line. It's not going to happen. 
but time and time again, we always see this process that Daryl does these things that make zero fucking sense. And just when we ratchet up the frustration, then something starts to magically happen for some reason. But fuck is this frustrating. So he's got to, he's got to change it up, dude. Like, like seriously, it's fucking time. Like there's a, there's a real funny, there's a real funny text. I got to bring this up. Go ahead. Respond to that. Well, if I can bring this up. No, I was just saying like so much of what made this team good last year was having a dominant top line. You have the model yeah. for that. Yeah, they're well, that different, was, they're that different was players, MO. but that's what the that's what the difference was last year. And they don't have to be as dominant as that group was last year. I don't think they could be because that was insane. Like Daryl always says, we don't have, we had three forty goal scorers last year. It's like you're not going to have that again. But you do have something. You have like Huberto is least almost as good as Gaudreau, isn't he? Gaudreau like a good hockey player. These are good players. You have some of the same elements, you know? So you already have the recipe for that. You you shouldn't be trying to reinvent the freaking wheel here when, like you said, proof of concept in the Mangiapane Coleman back in the line. So just load up the top six. The top six should be Huberto, Kadri, maybe it's Lindholm, and then Mangiapane Coleman, Backlund, and everyone else can go wherever you want. I don't care, but... For now, at least, kickstart the team. Like, how much of okay, – Kadri has been kind of shitty the last four to seven games. He hasn't had a fucking point. I don't know if he got a point. Did he get yeah, a point today? Yeah, he's, he's been pretty bad. And his line, like, that line, they got caved but in look, again look today. At his, look at his fucking wingers. Yeah. These guys have scored five goals. Given the du- puck away left, right, and center. Dubé and Mangiapane have been anchors. They've been anchors. So, and this is your second line. Like, I mean, hey, they were lights out, what, the first five to eight games of the season. I don't know what's happened, what's shifted. I know Dubé's always had the consistency issues. Mangiapani's been, this is the most, hey, he's been consistent most of his career. This is the worst I've seen him play the last eight to 10 games. This I don't know what's the, from, I don't this know. This is the worst. I've seen Manji Pani in a long time. So ineffective. It's really weird. It is weird. So, but like that line is not working. Line two is not working. Line one's not working. Line three is not working. Line four. <laughs> Holy fuck. So, so, okay. So today um, there was that flurry of chances. Blair Vladar was insane. But, yeah. um, so Brett Ritchie, Lewis, and Lucic, I think they played like just over six minutes, five on five. They were on the ice for five high danger scoring chances against in those six minutes. That's and, and tonight's not a unique thing, man. Like this, this no, line they, they have been terrible. Like, hey, they were pretty good the first five to eight games of the season. Like, especially in the offensive zone, they were they were grinding teams down. They were energetic. They were drawing penalties. Yeah, they were kind of not great in their own end, but now it's like they're thing on the offensive end from these guys. They're just a liability. Nothing's Lucic, working. Lucic except for except for your backup goalie standing on your head. 
your backup goalie, your like kind of rookie guy who's playing way higher than he should be, anyways, and like your seventh or eighth defenseman. I found this text from Snitz. He says, "Good thing Huberto's only a five point nine million player this season." Yeah, that's it's, right. Would suck to have your ten and a half million player in your third line. Yeah. And with what does, 10, yeah, does 10 that points? Does that sum up the season right now? The first quarter of the season? Like, fuck. Well, and you know what? Like, that's the other thing with combining those two guys. Because you look at how, like, the Flames are, I'm doing this in quotation marks, generating offense. Because, holy shit, they're not generating very oh, much yeah, at all, shot, right? Shot volume from the perimeter. Real exactly. great stat. And just, like, no sustained ozone time. It's just a lot of one chance and done. Like, that's what you have to do to generate more offense is put your most skilled players together. Because as much as I like yeah. Backlund and Coleman, like I'm sorry, there was, there's been like three or four plays where okay, Huberto finally gets a puck in the offensive zone. And he's like looking for someone and Backlund and Coleman are not thinking on the same level as Jonathan Huberto. They can't. It's like we were talking about last time. It's like, okay, maybe Daryl's just putting them with these guys to simplify their game. Well, okay, well, at some point, you can't have one of the game's best playmakers playing with two of the game's worst finishers. Like, as good as Coleman and Backlund are on the defensive side of the puck, those two guys, I don't know if they're the two guys you want playing with your most creative and skilled offensive player on a lot of nights. You mean you didn't like Backlund's uh, breakaway chance today? <laughs> Which one where he didn't get a shot? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're it's like what halfway through the game, we've had two two on ones and two breakaways and zero, zero shots on net. Zero scoring chances. Manji probably misses another open net tonight. Yeah, he's got he's and Kadri missed that wide open net against Washington. Just like no finish, no but the but the thing that I think is more frustrating than just like the finish is like the offense is just so dull and so dry. And no. it is only... it's very, it's very perimeter, man. It's very totally perimeter. like they're yeah. just dumping it in and kind of grinding in the corners. And okay, if it goes to the point, we'll get a point shot, maybe hope for a tip or a rebound. But there's, there's like, I don't know if there's been since like the early games when they were five and one, where has there been a dominant offensive sequence in the offensive zone? Well, there was one shift from the Dubé Mangiapane cadre line, what against Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's right. I think it it that was it though. Yeah. Like that's in the last twelve games. Hey, folks, just a quick word from some sponsors. You can use our code in the dome pod over at SeatGeek if you are looking to score a deal on some tickets. That code is in the dome pod. If you're going to the Flames game or just need tickets for something and you find a sweet deal over at SeatGeek, you can save an extra twenty bucks off your first order with that promo code in the dome pod. Hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Like, I don't, like, again, I don't care if you're losing 
and there's there's good things happening and you can chalk it up under this or that. But fuck, man. Well, you and especially to, when, when you have to watch 90 straight minutes of just fucking dog shit. My fucking dog taking a fucking dog <laughs> in the front yard. Like, fuck me, dude. And, like, again, even it, not even good things happening, but, like, someone get mad or, like, make some, make some shit happen. Right? Like, Somebody. do something to inspire something. Like has yeah. there been was there a scrum tonight? Yeah, there was one tonight. One that was the high. Hey, that was the highlight of the night. One scrum. We saw we saw some actual emotion. I wish Jeff Ward was the coach right now. <laughs> He'd be so proud. Jesus turned around, bro. Oh fuck! See how emotional they got. Fuck me. So turned around. <laughs> and it's been such a. I'm just like this reminds me of like old flames. Like not even like in recent memory where they were like inconsistent and not even like Glenn Gullitson where I was like, I can't watch this. But this was like, like, like back in the after Painful. the yeah, like after 2004, where it was like they had those few years there. where they had some good teams, but it was just like. So boring and such low event hockey, and the only way they could win was like two one. Like have like they're they're losing and winning these just one goal games every single night. It's just like Yo, holy shit! We, How are you ever gonna beat the Oilers in a playoff series if you even get there? In the last three games, we've scored three goals. Dude, in the last three games, have they had like more than three scoring chances? They had six high danger against Pittsburgh. I think they only mustered five today or tonight or whatever it was. And then against Washington, it's seven. Like they're just they're getting outplayed. They're not generating any offense. The goaltending, if Vladar's not in net, has been not good. <sighs> These guys need a homestand, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. They just need to stretch it home. That's the other thing, too, right? Like these guys look slow. They look old. They look tired. Dude, we look slow, old, and tired. Big time. That's what the last three games it was just like, man, we can't keep up. Like, and with why you can't keep up with Washington. Eesh. Tonight it was on full display, especially in that first period where they got Rick rolled. High danger chances seven to two at five on five for the Hurricanes. Eight to three total, because you know, our power play doesn't do anything. Like nice response game. It looked like in the response game, you looked like a peewee team. Not even a PB team. You look like at a men's league team getting run out of the rink. Like they just look slow. It's painful. Yep. Yeah. Like where is that pace? Right. Like even we saw early in the year, it was like, man, they're just all they're on it. They're just slow. Everything's slow. It's like that. It's like is Gullitson actually secretly behind the bench? Everything is just like super slow, backtracking, moving up the ice in a five man unit. Is like is Glenn Gullitson secretly back? What's going on? Jeff Ward? Is that you? Like, seriously, it's just painful to watch. Three goals in three games. Like, and what do you the, chalk it up to? Like, again, skill. There's a huge skills gap right now. And you're not leveraging your most skilled players, which I think is another big problem. But at the same well, time, it's like... 
and and the power play too. Yeah, and like, what is the power play doing? And I mean, at the same time, I understand is like Daryl's not leveraging these guys properly, but like Huberto's not been good, Kadri's not been good, Lindholm's been meh, Anderson and Hannafin terrible. It's like what ha- what happened to those guys who you know Daryl's talked about, like even outside Huberto and Kadri not being very good or not being huge different makers on a night to night basis, even given their role right now. Like, what happened to those guys Daryl talked about at the beginning of the year? They're going to be so important to this team. Those guys who were here last year who were in that, like, what, 23 to whatever age bracket. Anderson has been markedly worse than he was last year. Hannafin, markedly worse. Manjipani, markedly worse. Dubé, I guess he's just Dubé because that's what he always does. Two goals, though, in 20 fucking one games. Yeah, that's sounds that's par for the course for Dubé. Lindholm has... Or he's, got, he's got three now, right? But still. Yeah. Lindholm's been Lindholm, but still probably pretty inconsistent compared to what he was like last year. Like all of these guys that, you know, the team was counting on to take a step from last year have been not nearly as good at all. Like what's going on? I don't know, man, but like that, this whole cap thing, I don't know, man. You, this team needs a leader right now. Because, like, sure, we've said until now Daryl's the leader, but he can't actually be, man. He's the interim leader. Well, and when you have two who, guys... But, that, who, but who is your leader on this team? Last year? Chris, no, like, currently, oh. Chris, Chris Tanev? Yeah, I guess. Is there anybody else leading? Dude. But Chris Tanev just plays defense. This is why I've said forever with this captaincy thing is, like, the captain is somebody who, when you're down a goal, who's going to score the goal? Who's going over the boards? Who's sitting on the bench, foaming at the mouth, saying, let me out there? Who, when you're when shit's not going right, is is doing something? You can't score a goal, okay, I'm going to do something else. Who's the guy you can count on to get the team rallied? Who's the guy when who's going to make the big play at the big moment? That's your captain. When you've come out for three games in a row and laid a fucking dud. Who's the guy that fucking says, hey, you fucking idiots, and then goes out there, both leads by fucking example, and tells you, we haven't seen any of that. Nobody. Nobody on this team, no one on this team has stepped up in that capacity. So you can say, you can say Tanev and Backlund are the whatever captains, co captains, leaders. They're not those guys. No, they're not. In a sport as emotional as hockey, like you need that. Yeah, this team needs a fucking leader so bad right now. That's not Daryl Sutter. And even if he wasn't, he's the he's the coach. Yeah. Can't be the captain. He can't get out there. You want him to get skates on and go out there and make shit happen. Some people do. Put him in net. Good point. Some people want to blame it on Daryl. Where was this outrage when Ward was the coach for the coaching being fired? I don't remember oh, this. I would think a lot of fan base. But like, even if he wasn't wearing the C last year, you you know who the on ice leader of this team was. Yep. Well, him and Johnny, both of them. Both those guys made shit happen. Yeah. So who's gonna make shit happen? Who's gonna step up? That's what we're waiting for. And like you're that's, telling me, like that's, that's like the, that's like the biggest thing we're missing right now. It's not even like you don't have to score goals. 
that'd be nice if he did because fucking no one else can apparently. But can you just kickstart your fucking team so that it seems like you fucking care and have some fucking sign of life? That's all we ask. We're watching like the amount of time that fans invest in fucking following this team. And then we have to watch that dog shit. Like somebody at least I took the day off on Friday to watch that dog shit. Like somebody just at least run a body into the boards. Show that you care. Do something. Start a riot, please. Other than Zadorov, one of your guys who is who was paid to be a difference maker instead of Zadorov having to do it all the time. I'm dying for a riot. And these new guys, look, you're not new anymore. 21 games in. Yeah. Lead the team if you have to. Huberto, Kadri, Uyghur, fucking no one else is fucking stepping up, putting the balls on the table. Somebody's got to do it. This is we can't fuck around anymore, man. Like we're we're playing with fire now. Yeah, you're totally. One, you're one point out of a playoff spot. I think we've played our worst hockey. How, could it get any worse? Can't get any more frustrating, can it? Hope, hope to God not. Well, we play Florida on. Tuesday, Matthew Chuck back in town, so oh, fuck. he could make a fool of us. <laughs> but um, no, I think it's a great, I think it's a great point. And prof to that person for pointing that out. I never really thought about that, but like the whole captaincy thing, that's saying something that, you know, like that's putting your finger on something that's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Do something. The, pull, the pull somebody up. like Daryl even said it after the game. They're asking, what's the difference? He's like, Somebody needed to make a big play. Well, at least he knows. At least he knows. Well, well, and that's the good thing, hopefully, with Daryl, is that he always knows what the problem is. And maybe the solution isn't at his fingertips. (laughs) Maybe it's not. I don't know. I I pulled Twitter. Who's been the biggest disappointment after 21 games? Hubert O, Markstrom, Manjipani, or other? What's your answer? I mean, you have to be crazy to not say Huberto to me. Right now... Guy has 10 points. Right now, leading the poll is Markstrom. Followed by Manjipani. Followed by Huberto. Interesting. And leading the pack in other is Sutter. Yeah, I think... I don't know. Like... I think it's easy. I, I get I get the Sutter thing. Yeah, I do so, too. It's so easy to point to coaching. And look, it's hard to argue against the points of like, hey, rolling the forward lines is not working. These lines are not working. Even they did for a four-game or five-game stretch, you get four wins because the results were there. I still think Sutter's probably not the problem. It's other things. Like, what did you say today? I said something about Sutter, and you're like, well, Bottom line is your top guys have sucked. Yeah. Dude, your best player, your most he has 10 points. He has three goals, right? Like Sean Monahan would be third in this team in scoring if he was on the team. Like, um, that's not a Daryl Sutter problem. That's the guys not doing their job. And like I said, it's not even just the offensive guys. Manchipani, Huberto, Lindholm, Caudry. Not even those guys. Like and like I said, Anderson and Hanfin have been. Yeah, is, real, is, real bad. 
is Daryl Sutter supposed to possess Andrew Mangiapane when he has a wide open net and score on them? Is he supposed to possess Jacob Markstrom and not letting goals from the blue line? And I didn't, even, I didn't even mention Markstrom. Like, there's probably two or three games that if Ladar was in, and not that I, I'm not going to talk on both sides of my mouth because I've been somewhat defensive of Markstrom this year, but like, definitely he has been. Like, what was that stat you sent me the other day? You sent me a stat that he was like, in terms of goals saved above average, he was like the worst in, in amongst starters. Yeah, okay. This was also from Snitz. Oh, Snitz is coming through. Snitz is on fucking fire. 31 goalies have played more than 400 minutes this season when the game is within one goal. Leading, trailing, or tied, doesn't matter. Within one goal. Markstrom is 31st out of 31 goalies. That's dead fucking last in save percentage at .878. And... Dead last in goals against. Goals saved against was GSAA. Goals saved above average. Goals saved above average. So it's not goals against, but it's goals saved above average. The goals that you're expected to save minus eight point three seven. He's been awful. There's no, there's no excuse. There's no way to cut it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Jacob Markstrom has been awful. Well, and the thing I always come back to with Markstrom is like, he's supposed to be the bridge between this right now, right? We're not a skilled team like we were last year. We're not. Jacob Campbell's better. For, uh, <laughs> what is his first name? Jack, Jack Campbell. He's better. At least he's you better. expect Campbell to be terrible. But, like, that's the thing with Markstrom, right? He's supposed to be – that's what it was like. It was so maddening in the Oilers series last year. He's supposed to be our ace in the hole, right? Imagine Hellebuck. That's what Hellebuck is, dude. Yeah, ace exactly. Totally. Like, you're telling me our lineup isn't better than Winnipeg's, but they have a superior goalie? It's like – it's just been so frustrating because ever since that stupid Oilers series, he's been the exact opposite. And – it gets really frustrating, you know, when you see other teams like freaking Toronto's rolling with Matt Murray and who else? Calgren and Samsonov. They've been great. And we're over here with a guy who finished second in Vesna voting last year and is making $6 million, and he's been not good at all. So there was like, Daryl was, during the losing streak, somebody asked Daryl, was like, oh, what do you need to do different? He's like, yeah, scoring some empty nets. Maybe get some saves. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Still, still can't score anything. That's you. You did get some saves in the in the four out of five game wins. That's how you won, but still can't score any empty nets. So I, yeah, like you, I understand the frustration with with like the line combos and stuff, and it is time. And hopefully, Daryl realizes he's got to make some adjustments. There's bigger issues at play, right? Like Huberto has 10 points, right? Kadri's been non existent the last five games. Even though I, he was our best he was our best player for through 12, though. Yeah. Anderson. And, he, and he's playing with two fucking anchors. So yeah. I give him a fucking full carte blanche break break right now. Yeah. I give Hubie a break because I don't even know what to expect from this guy. Well, I don't, I don't know what to expect, but I expect more than 10 points. 
and like not having impacts on games. That's what's more yeah. frustrating. It's not even points, right? It's if you There's you some... guys people have listening, you've watched the games. Has Huberto impacted the games in the way you One. expected him to at all? Florida, that was it, and it was a Fit. shootout. So it's still not even like it's not even in game. He's put a stamp on one game. It's been a shootout goal in Florida. Score a, nice give... a nice goal the next game, but like that's it. That's yeah. all you've seen. That's his best game he played against Philly, and he was really good. But like, again, I could give if he had 10 points and was like every night being like, holy shit, he was really good tonight. He's going to like the points are coming to him. He's been playing well enough that he's going to start, you know, getting those points. But like, I, I think you're you'd be lying to yourself if you say he's been good enough or Codger's been good enough or Anderson's been good enough or Hannafin's been good enough or Markstrom has been good enough or Mangiapane or anybody like who's met expectations season wide on this team. Stone, or, Rzichka, Stone and Rzichka. Weger's no, well, been they, pretty they've good. Exceeded them. They've exceeded yeah. them. Rzichka's far exceeded. Guys, point I would per say, game and has like. I would say Kadri's met expectations except for the last four games. So I'm still gonna. He's still okay in my books, but yeah, I've still been it. pretty underwhelmed with like Backlund's met expectations. I thought he was gonna be more of a difference maker defensively. Who Backlund? Kadri. Yeah, true. He's had a lot of turnovers. A yeah, lot. He's, he's he's kind of been pulling the old. I'm going to do this myself. Oh, I turned the puck over the blue line 18 times tonight. So as much as I'm frustrated with the lines and some of the deployment stuff, none of these guys have been near at their best or at the level they need to be for this team to be successful. PP2 outshines PP1 again. Do we... Uh... Do you feel like smashing your head against whatever you're doing? What's the hardest thing? You know what's worried? You know what's, you know, when I started to get worried, I was furious in like the Washington Pittsburgh games. Just like sure rage today. I was like, you get to a point where you're like, fuck, I don't care. Whatever. That's when I get worried. When it's like, I don't care. My, my only tweet after the game was my expectations are starting to get lowered. And that's just where I'm at. Because you watch this again and again, you're like, you know what? I, mean, I guess we're not. I I don't know if we make the playoffs. Like hallelujah, that's our new goal. Just make the playoffs. Barely squeak in. J- just make the playoffs at this at current quarter way through the season, based on the hockey we've seen. Make the playoffs. That's well, a fucking, would you that's beat a anyone? massive goal. That's a massive goal. Just if make you, it. If you play, no, I don't know. You'd have to have a little miracle. Teams go on miracles, so then you're hoping and praying. But maybe, I don't know. What's going to happen with this team? We're a quarter of the way through the season. We've seen some of the worst hockey we've seen since fucking Ward and Galton, which isn't that long ago. Well, that's what's so weird. Yeah. I don't know what to expect, right? Like, you've seen some... You saw some really good things early on. It wasn't perfect, but I was like, this is really trending up. I'm this team is gonna do well this dude, year. Dude, we were we were five and one to start the season, dominating all the best teams in the league. Yeah. What happened? Then you go it's through gone. that losing streak and you're still playing okay. You're like, okay, well, you know what? At least you know can't get a save. It's just if we once we start scoring and getting some saves, and now it's like it's and now the you're regret. Like it's it's just been terrible. It's been and, and you know, you and have, now you're actually now you're actually playing like shit. 
yeah, now it's terrible. And like you won a few games, right? And we were feeling like, okay, we're back on track. You know, you beat Winnipeg, LA, Florida, back on track. It's just like, nope, 15 steps backwards this week. Yeah, it was. Like, like you literally, you went, you won four, what, four or five? Yep. And then you lose three straight. And it feels like, it feels like all of the good things that the good faith and good play that was built up in those few games is like down the shitter based on, the three games performances we just saw. Oh yeah. It's the, it's the fashion, how you lose the three, which is really concerning. Like Cause now year, I'm, yeah. now I'm actually concerned the seven game yeah. losing streak. I wasn't cause we had a lot of fucking great things happening, but you're looking at the effort and the lack of energy and the lack of fucking any sort of fucking ability to, for One, somebody yeah, to like, take, it, take charge. Like exactly. who has the balls on this fucking team? I don't even fucking know. And like, even just like, okay, you guys like I'm, st- yeah, it's, I guess it's an adjustment to play Daryl Sutter hockey, but like, this is not Sutter hockey. This is like but, what people think Sutter hockey is boring, low event, nothing happening. Like there's no pace. There's been no structure. They've been a freaking open, like thought they were pretty good in those four games they won obviously they've been it's been open season in the defensive zone turnovers all Dude. over the place nobody's pushing play at all it's just a bunch of guys floating slower than molasses out there letting the other like their neutral zone play has been brutal other teams just how many two-on-ones are we giving up against lately like it's just been unreal odd man rushes all over the place chances all over the place it's just been like what is going on these guys like okay 20 games to learn this system and you're worse than ever what's going on how many new players we got three yeah it's not even that many like three. okay what did why is anderson so bad right like, why are hanif and hanif suck again he knows what he's supposed to be doing manjipani you were here last year what do you what are you doing dube no mm. i don't get it and it's really frustrating the results and I'm I'm lost. Like I'm lost. I don't know. Like I keep saying, yeah, Huberto will get there. Don't know. It's not getting yeah, there. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm at the same point. I need to see what's happening next. We're going home for how We're long? Playing Florida on Tuesday. So you have one, two, three, four. You have five game homestand here. I think this is your season coming up right now, folks. And against pretty soft competition, Florida, who's good, but you, they're not in a Montreal, spot. Montreal, Montreal, Washington, Arizona, and Minnesota. You need Minnesota to beat all starting, five of those teams. Minnesota is starting to turn it around. Washington is there's they're still below five hundred, aren't they? Dude, if there's any team that's older and slower than us, it's got to be Washington. I think they have the same amount of points than us, but they have played more games and have are still under 500. Look, this podcast, this episode is all about frustration, but I'm not going to start predicting anything based on this frustration because like you just said, I don't know. We don't know. We're in a weird fucking, we're in a weird place right now with this team in this current roster. And I don't do not know what's going to happen next. Like we needed a... Rebound statement game against Washington got shut out. We needed a rebound statement game against Carolina got fucking dominated. I mean, you you, you made at least an interesting game 
but fucking you're coming back from one nothing, coming back from two one, then you got to come back from three two, and then you can't do it. This team does not look good right now. Um, this next five games is going to be a crucial turning point in the season. I suspect. Like if we if we fucking continue to be dog shit, I don't know if there's enough runway left. No, there's no, It's getting down to the wire here because this road trip, a lot of people like make or break road trip. It was like it could have been. I guess if you lose all of those games, you scrape away enough wins where it's like, hey, it's not in the line. But like if you blow this next homestand, like December is going to be a pivotal month because you play a lot. And you finally get playing some divisional teams. Like it's weird they haven't played Seattle, or they barely, they barely play Edmonton this year. Once you start getting into, once these divisional rivals start, like like if Seattle gets any farther ahead of you, like it's gonna be hard to catch them. Even though like I don't know if they're gonna keep this up. So once you lose track of that team too in the Pacific, because Vegas is out of reach probably. Okay, now you're fighting with the Oilers and LA for the third spot, or you're risking being a wildcard team. Good luck with that. Fuck. At least we get to see Matthew Chuck and Sean Monaghan in the Dome this week. In the next two games. Yeah, that's nice. And and Hathaway. And then and then you so. <laughs> And then we get to play in Columbus next week. So we can play Johnny and then Geo. Yeah, and then Geo. And then and then and Monahan Monahan again. And then Monahan again. Okay, this is good. Yeah. All right. We're playing ourselves here, folks. All right, I'll put you on the spot here, man. What do you think is gonna happen? We've seen it for the season and I can't imagine that this team is this bad. The good news is it's only been a quarter of the season. That's it. And they're sure taking a long time to figure it out, hey? Like a long fucking time. Because if you look at the first 20 games under Daryl when he first took over, it was the same thing. They couldn't figure it out. Then they had their little off season, guided by Daryl. They were ready to start the season, and then they were fucking great all season long. Barring what? Well, I, here, hey, listen, here? like... You want to come back to this leadership thing. Daryl said this, like, right? Like somebody was asking him, he was like, this is about a reset. He was like, those guys had 20 games to, to learn this. And then a few guys, he didn't say grabbed it by the balls, but essentially said that like took charge is what he said. They took charge and made it happen. That's so what needs those, to happen. Are those the guys that we don't have anymore? Or like, what's the problem? No, uh, yes. <laughs> Are we going to see Matthew Phillips crack the lineup? Dude, like come on. Like this is this is getting ridiculous. This is getting insane. He has he leads the AHL. It was so funny because during the Washington game where they couldn't get anything going, Phil it was just like the the uh, Wranglers game was going on. I was like Phillips has scored. Oh, he scored again. Okay, now he's up to he's up to uh he's leading the league now. It's he's, it's, he's the league leader in goals. He leads the AHL in goals. He's 13 goals in 17 games, 23 points. He has five power play goals. Like, wait, wait, wait. Is he small and really fast? Yeah. He, okay. He's what like, are we really big know, and really slow? Yeah. So, um, 
probably he probably, be a good probably wouldn't fit. He'd probably get killed. Like, remember that guy, Johnny Gaudreau, who was really short? He's never worked here. He's freaking sucked. Our uh, smallest fucking two players of all time have just been fucking unbelievable for us. Theo Fleury and fucking Johnny Gaudreau. Yo, how about Marty St. Louis, too? Throw three that in be there. The, three of the best fucking, well, he was too small to make keep staying on the team. Marty. It's... it's he was so small they had to buy him out, and then he scored the Stanley Cup. He stole the Stanley Cup from us like five years later. That's probably what's happened with Matt Phillips. He can like go to Carolina and oh man. But seriously, like I can't stand this Lucic thing much longer. When when the rationale for putting him in is always reliable better. Lucic has Somebody, I, I think I put his stats up the other day. He has he hasn't scored in seventy nine games. He has a team worst expected goals for percentage at five on five, and has been. He, oh, the other good one was he has the most giveaways per sixty minutes of any Flames forward right now. Yeah, Daryl's going on about uh, a reckoning for these young yeah, guys when they, yeah, when they make one mistake. Yeah, yet Rizicka gets fucking shit canned for like making one bad play. I just really don't get it. I I really do not get it. Like I don't get it how they treat Rosicka, who's been good. I I don't get how they're so goddamn stubborn on not giving Matt. He has played one NHL game, and it was at the end of the season in the bubble. He looked good, and he looked perfectly fine, and he fit in great. And this is what I don't understand: is like I don't care if he never if he comes up and he's too, he is too small. I don't care. Why not try it? Because there's no excuse for it when you can't score, when your bottom half of your roster sucks. Like, why did we sign Kevin Rooney to sit in the press box for a million three and and take up a roster spot? I don't understand why you just you know like waste these guys. Like, if you're not ever gonna play them, trade them. Just well, play. if it's I just don't understand. And if what you're doing is not working, what fucking like what do you have to lose? You have zero to lose to bring up a guy who's at least right now hot. Can he couldn't help out the power play? You don't throw him on power play. Remember the power play overtime winner he set up for Stone in overtime against Vancouver in the preseason? That was lovely. I was there, saw it in person. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Nice. So it's just it's mind boggling how stubborn they are with this. It's it's really pissing me off. It's just I don't understand. There's there's nothing to lose. Like, oh, it's not like Matt Phillips is like your young prize prospect who you want to make sure his development is on track. Dude was like a sixth round pick like twenty years ago, and is going to be is a UFA is like a group six or whatever at the end of this season, and is probably going to take off because why wouldn't you? Because you're never going to get a chance here. So you don't play for New Jersey. Totally. It's just stubbornness. Skated, the team that skated us into the fucking ground. You couldn't use some speed and skill in your bottom six or top six for that matter. I just don't get it. Like you said, it's one thing if stuff's working. You know, if Lucic and Richie and those guys are out there making a difference. Sure, that's fine. They're not. They're liabilities. They're terrible. They're not bringing you anything. Zero. How many goals does Lucic have, have in the last? He has last zero goals in 79 games. Yeah, fuck me, dude. Give me a break. And like I said, it's not Found even favorite, just the scoring. Though, eh? He doesn't yeah. fight. <laughs> has, not, has not had one fight this season in 21 games. You're a quarter of the way through the season. Has he fought yet? 
No fighting this year. Has he pushed anybody around yet? Has I mean, he made a difference in any game? Negatively, yes. Yes. And that's what I was going to say. That's the other thing. Like I said, he's like, I haven't checked the stats today, so these might not be as accurate as of today. But as of yesterday or whenever, he was team worse in giveaways per 60 minutes, team worse in quality shots. Like he's on the ice. His expected goals for is like 35% this year at five on five. Terrible. Terrible. He's on the, he's, he, like, like I said, those guys were on for six minutes today and on the ice for five high danger scoring chances against. Yeah, just fucking terrible. And it's easy to rip on the fourth line. And I'm not saying Matt Phillips is going to come up and solve all of our woes, but it would be a breath of fresh air to get some young guys up here who, you know, maybe want to play with some energy. Hey, if let our fucking Rizichka and Stoney are three best players, why not bring in some more fucking youth? Right? Isn't this what it's It's all about? Competition? Not that Stone's youthful, but he looks like it. Looks like it. Is Sutter overplaying Markstrom? I don't know. What else do you do with your $6 million goalie? Like I said last time, I, was like, I, I don't know if this team can go far without Jacob Markstrom being a top-tier netminder. He lets in a stinker again. Was it uh, – when was the last one? I have a hard time keeping track now. Washington. Dan played in Pittsburgh, and uh, Markstrom oh, dude, played in Washington. And Vlad- Vladar looked unreal in Pittsburgh. He's the one reason why you got he got you a point. Point. He got you a he point got, in that game. Single-handedly gets you a point. Too bad he couldn't shut the door in the shootout. And then Markstrom lets in another fucking stinker. Was that from the blue line or glove? That little five-hole. The first goal was Oh, bad. the five-hole. Yeah. Oh, man, the five-hole. It's all blurred out, dude. Yeah. Again, another thing, like, when you're in slumps like this, like, you need to, like, and Vladar did his damnedest today. He... <laughs> Markstrom needs to steal them games when they're playing like this. Markstrom's not stealing his shit right now. Vladar might. I think you have to roll Vladar for a bit, man. Markstrom just does not have it. The numbers the numbers say he doesn't have it. The eye test sure as shit says he doesn't have it. He's made a couple unbelievable saves, but fuck, when you're letting stinkers in on a regular basis, those are fucking really hard for a team because – as a fan, you're sitting there like, is he going to save this next one? It's the same with the players. Just like you go and work your ass off, you're generating chances, you're making shit happen, you're gaining momentum, you're gaining momentum, bang. Momentum killer. Gone. He's a fucking minimum momentum killer. These these fucking back-breaking saves, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Momentum sapped. Gone. Now you have to build it all up again. On a nightly basis? Come on. He's got the fucking worst stats in the league. 31 out of 31. You're last? In in close games. And you're fucking making what? How many goaltenders make more than this guy? Not many. Vasilevsky. Is he in the top five? Dude, how is this guy a Vesna finalist, which he was? Should have been. Go from fucking Vesna finalist to this. Is Daryl overplaying him? Is that part of the problem? I mean, we were on here the last one. We had some success. Oh, yeah. Maybe Daryl knows what he's doing. He's forcing forcing him. Now Vladar gets two starts. Vladar looks way better than fucking Markstrom right now. Uh, like, how do you deal with this? 
I don't know. I don't know what you do with Markstrom because it's been he's been what three years here. Bubble year, he sucked. Yeah, he got injured. Still wasn't. Whole team good. sucked. Whole team sucked. Last year, great. This year, sucked. And we, we've had Kevin Woodley on before, who knows Markstrom and says like he's a guy who does better with a high workload and likes to play a lot, but also gets broken down real quick, like starts to lose his focus when oh. he's playing too much. Are these not mental errors? All these little fucking dude. He Do goes to he goes to he sees a puck coming from the blue line, goes to see it with his glove and misses it. Like it's not a tracking issue. It's not a timing. Like what? How are you? How are you letting some of these goals in, man? And then he's making unreal saves. I don't know. A case could be made. He's making mental errors. Oh, and we totally. know he's we know he's the McDavid he's, goal. Are you kidding me? We know he's playing more than fucking most people want to see. Especially when your fucking backup's better. We got to see more of Vladar in the next little bit. This is this, again, I've made this point before. This is why this is the role of your backup. Your backup is not to fucking just to lessen the load for your fucking starter. It's also to step in when your stutter is either injured or fucking doesn't have it for a bit. Our stutter does not fucking have it. You got to roll with fucking Vladar here for a little while. Like, why wouldn't you? He's playing well, at great. Least, play who win, play the game or you win, you're in for a bit. Do something. I don't know. I, I think he needs to play less, but. I still think Daryl probably thinks he needs to be at a certain level for this team to have success, which is maybe true too. I don't know, but like, fuck is it frustrating? Well, and at the right now, like I always say this, Daryl has a plan in the, like over the short term and long term, but right now, like some of the shit that's maybe more of a long term play needs to be tabled for, Holy shit. We need points. We need yeah. to get some wins right now, or we're going to be completely out of it. Like you said, like, it's getting down to it where it's like it may sound ridiculous low November, but like you look back at when teams fall out of playoff contention and it's all of a sudden March or April. And you're like, holy shit, we have to make up that much ground. Yeah. If this you next five fall game, out of it quick, if you go two for five in this next five game homestand, you are now in a hole. Like our conference sucks. Our division sucks, but being in a hole is really hard to work out of. Yeah. Oh man. What do you think overall? What's your overall take? Because a lot of people are frustrated with Sutter. And I get the frustrations, but I don't know if I necessarily point to him as the cause of the current struggle and failure. Where are you at with that? No, I'm in the same place where I was like, I get the People are frustrated, but I you can't like if we just went through all these guys who are not even playing close to where they should be. At. They're not even yeah. close to where they should be. Not even close. Like, like I said, has one is one player on this team exceeded your expectations through twenty one games, or even met expectations at a consistent level on a game to game level? Well, that has met. Rizichka has met. Stone has exceeded. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else, 
No. The uh, the other poll I did was what's the biggest problem right now? Team defense, goaltending, power play, or primary and secondary scoring. What would you All say? All of the above. Well, pri- yeah, well, primary scoring for sure. I think power play is a sub point of that. Yeah. So, yes. Out of 300 votes, 400 it's, votes. It's, it's hard, though, because, like, right? Like, all of those things are problems. Like, maybe. They, they are all problems. I mean, the team defense does not seem to be anywhere near it was last year. And I don't know if it's because we lost to Branson. <laughs> I don't think it is because his fucking metrics blow this, this year. Maybe it's because we lost Shillington. Like, was he the glue? But like it's well, not even it's not even your decor. It's like your yeah, team your defense. Team defense. As they've a been whole. how they've been allowing way more just off of this is not numbers, but I f- I feel like they're allowing way more rush chances than they were last year. Like they were one of the best teams defending off the rush last year, or even preventing oh, they're, rush. And they're chances. just like running around scrambling in their own end, yeah, exactly. Especially that fourth line. But like even the the Cadre line with Monty Pony Dubé, oh, yeah. fucking they look they're lost. Just lost totally, yeah. So I don't think they're giving they're not giving up like a nominally ridiculous amount of chances, but it's certainly not where it needs to be at for this team who, again, like if you're not going to be a high scoring team like you were last year, your team defense better be solid as shit. And then <laughs> the next layer of that is the goaltending is terrible. So you can't, you're you not getting scoring from your big scores. Your team defense is average at best right now. And your yeah. goaltending is terrible. Not a good recipe. No, as we can see, but I so, do think, like to me, the biggest issue is the is the scoring, like the primary scoring. You, you, yeah, you can't like again, like most of these games they've been losing. If you get one more goal, you could at least be in them. Well, that's why the power play is so frustrating, too, yeah. right? Primary and secondary scoring took the cake: seventy three percent, eleven percent power play. 8% team goaltending or team defense and goaltending tied for 8%. If you were wondering what the fan base, 400 people are saying, it's Markstrom's the biggest disappointment, then Mangiapane, then Huberto. And then Sutter is who's was the fucking, was the other common denominator. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's so hard to predict. I think it's, we got to see what happens in this next five games. Look, they're going to go home. Daryl's going to have some sort of solution. He's going to have something for these guys to focus on. They're playing a couple weaker opponents. It's probably too early right now, even though we're frustrated as fuck because it's been shit to watch. But we got to see what happens in this homestand to get a better sense of what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Cushion is a pillow with feather shape. You know, for everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass.